Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined as always by my co-host Griffin Warner. And as always, we will start with the games coming up uh, here in the next day. So that is Friday's slate of Major League Baseball games. We'll get you set up for the weekend pitching matchups as well and give you some best bets at the end. But let's jump into Friday's slate of games, Griffin. We have uh, an early start time in Cincinnati, 5:10 Eastern time. This is an Apple TV game. The Reds hosting the Brewers. Corbin Burns, who has not had a Corbin Burns-like season, going for the Brewers. And Brandon Williamson will get the start for the Cincinnati Reds. Milwaukee minus 178, the total 9.5. I mean, big price. Corbin Burns, maybe he's going to turn into the Cy Young winner he was years and years ago. Um, Not that long ago, obviously. But, um, man, I don't know. I don't really know that I trust Williamson yet. I feel like the Reds are potentially going to be one of those sneaky good teams second half of the year once they start calling up their prospects, but they haven't done it yet. Um, I'm not sure that playing a a really competitive series at Boston says a lot, honestly. Um, So they're, they're one of those teams of kind of like stalking, looking to potentially back at some point soon, but seeing that big price on the Brewers on the road. Yeah. Maybe they might hit a little bit better in great America. American ballpark, but sheesh, that's a gigantic price for an offense that's pretty limited. Speaking of a gigantic price, the Marlins are minus 205 hosting the A's. Yuri Cabrera gets the start for the Marlins. Uh, excuse me, Edward Cabrera. I'm mixing yep. up the two pitchers now for the Marlins, but Edward Cabrera gets the start for the fish. And uh, Fujinami is back in the in a starter's role for the A's. He just has a 12.00 ERA and uh, has not started since, I guess, his third start of the season back on April 15th or a little after that. I mean, I had Hulk Hogan Harris um, also on the list. I don't know what Oakland's doing. I don't think they know what they're doing. Maybe they're just um, using I, Fujinami as an, op- as an opener. Maybe whatever they're doing, it's probably not going to work very well. They're they're going into a ballpark where they have probably the best chance to win if any place that they're going on the road. It's hard that it's literally the opposite side of the country, but um, it's a little weird to see Miami priced this way. They are awesome in one-run games. Uh, I don't know that you necessarily want to play one of those against Oakland because I feel like that's how you take losses, but um, also don't blame you for messing up the two uh, – the two guys that names start first names start with E in the Miami rotation that are both relatively young. Um, but Edward Cabrera, I mean, it, there, this is a, a lineup he should be able to knife through. Um, I wish I had some sort of interest in Oakland. Uh, I feel like you really killed them and hit it so well on Monday, and they came back again and won a second straight day for, from the Braves and almost swept them. Um, I just don't really feel like Oakland's a team I want to back this year. The Phillies are at the Nationals. Zach Wheeler gets the start for Philly. They're laying minus 190. Josiah Gray gets the start for the Nationals. Phillies coming off a sweep at the hands of the New York Mets. I mean, Josiah Gray has been good, and the Nationals have been really competitive this year, even though everyone expected them to be awful. Um, I mean, another, I I, I swear, the, the favorites are taxed to, to heaven at this point, it seems like, in, in almost all of Major League Baseball, which... I'm sure is limiting the handle and is making it a lot less fun for people like you and I to handicap games when half of them are not even worth looking at. Um, I'm trying to find reasons to get interested in Washington. I will say Zach Wheeler finally looks like he's turning around, though. 
The Cardinals are at the Pirates. Jack Flaherty goes for St. Louis. Rosne Contreras for the Buccos. And St. Louis is minus 135 as the Cardinals climb up and up those standings. I mean, respectful of a Jack Flaherty who's still very, very inconsistent and not trustworthy to me. Um, Pittsburgh has certainly come down to earth after a great start to the season, but Ramsey Contreras can be competitive. Um, I feel like St. Louis would look like a really good bullpen is now looking like Giovanni Gallegos and a very, very questionable uh, Clay Helsley. And, and ultimately, I, I don't even know that Gallegos is ever really that trustworthy. So um, I'm much more interested in the Pittsburgh side here. Uh, I feel like their bullpen's been pretty capable so far this year. We, I, I always trust David Bednar. Getting to him is a little bit concerning. But um, Pittsburgh, I feel like, is, is a team I want to back at home. Um, certainly not one of the prom queens of, of Major League Baseball. But got off to a good start this year. Kind of held their own in San Francisco from when I was watching them late night this week. Um, maybe a little bit of a jet lag return back to Pittsburgh, but I like them and I still like the idea of being against Jack Flaherty. The Rays visit the Red Sox. Tyler Glass now makes his second start of the season. Garrett Whitlock goes for the Red Sox. What did you think of Glass now's first start of the year? Uh, pretty tough. Uh, yes, at home's nice in that cavernous Tampa Bay, St. Pete, whatever we call it, ballpark, but having to start off with the Dodgers, maybe not the the October version of what we will see from Los Angeles, but still a pretty tough area to come back to. Uh, didn't live up to expectations. I, I thought was okay, but ultimately uh, it's hard to simulate the AAA, uh, the Dodgers in AAA. Um, I do feel like this is another tough test for him going to Fenway Park. Um, certainly will have the swing and miss to keep himself competitive, certainly. Um, but feels like a, Kind of a cheaper price considering Garrett Whitlock. Maybe he had a good start his last time coming back off the IL. I'm still not sold in him. Um, So it almost makes it feel like Tampa Bay, while, yes, they are favored on the road at Boston, and that was something that was unheard of years ago. They're the best team in the league, and they're facing, to me, one of the the worst, um, especially compared to what the market thinks of them. Yeah, Tampa, I'm seeing minus 136. Uh, Blue Jays at the Mets. Chris Bassett, former Met on the hill for Toronto. Justin Verlander goes for the Mets. New York is minus 135, and they are coming off the sweep of the Phillies playing some good baseball. Maybe they're getting hot. Um, I'm not sure I trust Verlander just yet. Chris Bassett coming off a bad start, first one in a long time uh, after pitching really well. Uh, I think Bassett on the return to, I guess, what was a second or third home after leaving Oakland where he spent most of his career. Um, I I like that he has the know-how to pitch in that park. I'm still not really sold on the Mets, I got to say. So uh, it's Bassett or nothing for me. The Mariners visit the Rangers. Luis Castillo gets a start for Seattle. John Gray for the Rangers. Seattle's minus 125. And I kind of like the Rangers as home dogs here. I don't blame you. I was trying my best to make uh, the Rangers a a home favorite. I almost got there slash kind of did when I was making my numbers here. Because I was just looking at it, and I was like, no way is Luis Castillo going to be favored at, at, at Texas considering how well the Rangers have played and how much they've been hitting the ball. But I think this is a really good indicator. The market doesn't believe yet in the Texas Rangers. I think the soft schedule we've been talking about on this podcast over and over and over again. Um, you can only beat who you play, of course, or whoever you're matched up against. But um, I do feel like there's some coming down to earth that's going to happen and, and some regression in the mean for Texas. But John Gray has been pretty good since he came off the I.L., 
Still has a good arm. Um, I was really hoping to back Seattle as an underdog here just because I like the pitching matchup um, and still feel like they're, the Seattle bullpen is so much better than, than what Texas has and is trotting out there. But uh, I can't help it when I see Castillo. I don't really love the idea of fading him, but um, Texas is a home, home underdog. It's probably the only way I can look in this one. Angels will have Shohei Otani on the mound against Framber Valdez and the Astros. Framber getting pushed back from his start yesterday. Houston's minus 130. You got Shohei as a road dog. What do you think about this? Uh, I'm surprised. I, I'm Some of these numbers I've been struggling with today, I'll admit. Um, I was hoping to get Valdez potentially as an underdog, but clearly that's not even close. Um, I don't know that Houston is really turned up just yet. Their lineup still seems like if they're going to keep trotting out Jose Abreu in the fourth or fifth slot, um, that's a problem because he uh, can't catch up to a fastball, it seems. Had an okay night on Thursday. But um, ultimately, I feel like Houston seems a little overpriced here. Um, I don't know that I really want to back an Angels bullpen going on the road and having to potentially overcome a Houston one that probably won't be used a ton because Framo Valdez goes six innings at a minimum, gets a quality start at a minimum. Um, never a bad idea to grab Otani as an underdog, but uh, I do feel like Houston is a better team than the Angels, and they're at home. So I guess this number makes a little more sense than I was expecting. Aaron Savale gets the start for the Guardians at the Twins and Bailey Ober, Minnesota's minus 140, low total, eight and a half. Uh, especially low after watching the, the Cleveland bullpen melt, melt down on Thursday night. Um, if Cleveland is going to put up six runs on Jorge Lopez, or excuse me, not Jorge Lopez on Pablo Lopez. So many, so many Lopez's so little time in that twins uh, bullpen or, or pitching staff, um, but scored six runs uh, on Thursday. The guardians did and couldn't hold on to that lead. I'm starting to really worry about Trevor Steven um, in that eighth inning role. Um, getting the ball to class A seems to be like a big problem for them. And they don't really have enough hitting uh, to really do that uh, or really survive. Bailey Ober's been really great to start the year for Minnesota. Um, they're getting healthier, seeing Royce Lewis just smacking the ball around with another big home run tonight uh, to tie the game. Jorge Polanco with a big double uh, coming off the IL for this first game back on Thursday as well. Um, I'm trying to find reasons to avoid Cleveland and Honestly, I don't need a lot here. I'm not sure about Savali coming off the IL either. Chase Anderson will get the start for Colorado in KC against Jordan Lyles and the Royals. And despite Jordan Lyles um, throwing a really good game to start, like uh, against the Nationals, I think he allowed one run in the first inning and then went four scoreless innings. Uh, he then showed up in the sixth where he got tagged for a bunch of runs. Lyles this year has not picked up a win. He is 0-9 with a 7.3 ERA. Yet, Kansas City's favored, minus 120. So you're saying there's a chance. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't love backing pitchers that uh, are about to go 0 and double digits um, to start the year. I do feel like this is one of the best type of scenarios he could have drawing a Colorado offense that's nothing uh, really in course Field, and it's even worse and, and less than nothing on the road. Um, I, I feel like this number is reflecting a better Kansas City bullpen than what Colorado's got out there. Pierce Johnson, I mean, incredible whip numbers, all those sort of things, despite a fairly high save total so far this year. Blew the game today in Arizona, uh, so I feel like there's going to be some jet lag involved as well. Uh, as weird as it sounds, like it's Jordan Lyles as a slight favorite or nothing for me when I'm looking at this one. Reese Olsen makes his major league debut for the Tigers. Not sure what the White Sox are going to do with their pitching situation yet, but do we know anything about Olsen? 
hadn't heard of him until today. Um, feel very unprepared on him, so I'm kind of glad there's no number for me to have to speculate on either side of this one. Braves are at the Diamondbacks, a game that I will be a present for in Arizona tonight. Uh, Charlie Morton gets a start for the Braves. Merrill Kelly for the Diamondbacks. Atlanta minus 130 with a total of nine. Well, treating treating you to two potential gas cans, but um, ultimately Charlie Morton has had uh, a great career uh, after looking like he was never going to settle in the big leagues. Merrill Kelly has been really good lately too, so you might even get a, a sneaky good pitching matchup potentially. Um, neither bullpen's great, so you probably want to hang in those seats unless you're gonna. Scott, you pro- you look like a pool guy though, so you might be in the pool and me out. Um, I tell you I what, like, I will be walking around the ballpark. I promise you that. I mean that I respect. Uh, you know, little uh, little cannonball just to get on TV might be worth it, but um, I'm not sure I would do that myself if I was there. So I'll leave that to the side. Um, but when I look at this number, Arizona is playing really well, tied with the Dodgers right now in the NL West. But I don't believe in them. Um, I don't believe in their bullpen. Atlanta's been really struggling with their own bullpen, but I consider it better than Arizona's. So I feel like Atlanta seems to be a, a reasonable road favorite at this point, at a pretty short price for Atlanta. But coming off a really poor series in Oakland, I feel like this is a good opportunity for Atlanta to start really being motivated to kind of show Arizona who's boss. Michael Waka gets the start for the Padres against the Cubs in San Diego. Jamison Tyone. On the hill for the Cubs. Padres minus 169. Nice. Uh, big price for San Diego. Uh, can't trust Tyone until he shows that he's passed his groin injury. Uh, I need at least a bunch of good starts to believe it, considering how poor he's been when they stupidly decided to do his rehab starts at the Major League Baseball level. Um, don't like the Cubs bullpen either. Uh, San Diego's been unimpressive to start the year, but I feel like they're going to start getting right eventually, and this is a good spot to do it. So the Yankees are at the Dodgers, and it's a nice, fun series, brand names. The Yankees will send Luis Severino to the mound, and the Dodgers will send Clayton Kershaw to the mound. Dodgers are minus 140. An important thing to note about the Yankees, first off, nobody won more games in the month of May than the New York Yankees, but also the Yankees have activated Josh Donaldson, John Carlos Stanton, and Tommy Canely from the injured list. That is some reinforcements for a Yankees team playing good baseball right now. Yes, and much-needed reinforcements considering what uh, I think Willie Calhoun was hitting third behind Judge. Real real great protection um, on, on Wednesday night in a, a nothing-nothing game that went to the 10th inning and they couldn't score with bases loaded one out. Anyway, I'll stop, I'll stop complaining about that one, but... Um, Great series in Seattle, ultimately winning the first two, nearly getting a, a road sweep. Um, I'm not really sure what to expect from Giancarlo right off the IL. Certainly a good, I mean, even just the body in that lineup will do, give a lot of protection to other hitters in there. Rizzo, I don't think he's hit the IL, but wasn't playing at all this week so far. I'm not really sure his status, but with the new IL rules, if you wait more than three days, you can't backdate it for that long. So, he must be around the corner potentially coming back. Um, that makes me feel like this number is a little bit more explainable because it seems really short on, on the Dodgers, especially with Kershaw while he's been throwing this year. Um, Severino coming back, though, big arm, never a bad idea as an underdog. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the series. I think it's going to be an awesome, very entertaining one. Late night, so especially good for uh, coming home from whatever you're doing during the day, not having to worry about getting too distracted unless you're swimming in that pool at Chase Field. 
Um, but I got to say, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how Severino does here because I don't think the Dodgers are that dominant force that they have been for so many years. Uh, I just think Stanton and Donaldson, two big right-handed bats in that lineup against a lefty in Kershaw, uh, will boost the Yankees here in this game. And finally, the Orioles at the Giants. San Francisco minus 160 with Logan Webb on the mound against Dean Kramer. Uh, feels like a big price for San Francisco considering how dom- or competitive the uh, Orioles have been. Um I, I mean, Logan Webb has been so good, so it's really hard to find any fault with wanting to back him at home. Uh, I think I'm more interested, especially in that ballpark and with great bullpens, about seeing low totals and, and low run, amount of runs scored. Uh, maybe a, a first five under would kind of – you lose a little bit of the Baltimore bullpen's influence there, but you also don't have to deal with the Manfred Ben ghost runners late in the game, and especially after watching the, uh, the Cleveland-Minnesota game on Thursday somehow go over after – being 1-1 in the fifth. Um, bullpens are, are starting to really scare me at this point. So uh, I feel like big price on Kramer. I don't know that I trust him enough uh, against San Francisco to really go punch for punch with Logan Webb, but Logan Webb has kind of been unlucky this year. Um, so I think the more I talk about it, I don't see a lot of runs in this one, and I, I guess I'm, I'm talking myself even more into – the Baltimore Orioles as we're talking about it. Let's take a look at some pitching matchups over the weekend. Uh, Logan Allen will face Sonny Gray as the Guardians take on the Twins. That one just feels like a first five under to me. It does, um, and honestly feels like, a. I mean, Sonny Gray got a lot of respect in Houston, um, had a lead for a lot of the game until Altuve Grand Slam. Um, I just feel like the Guardians are a team that are kind of lost until they prove their bullpen's better. I, I feel like I'm looking to fade them and certainly play unders involving them. Paul Blackburn will make his second start for the A's against Sandy Alcantara and the Marlins. This is on Sunday, and this one feels like a first five under. I mean, I don't blame you. Uh, I was sort of expecting you to say you wanted to jump on the Paul Blackburn uh, bandwagon after such a good performance in his, in his first start off the IL. But Sandy Alcantara, um, seems like his his numbers aren't really indicative of him being a bad pitcher all of a sudden that he'll eventually turn the – uh, turn the right way or something like that uh, going further in the season. Um, this is the greatest spot for him to do it against the worst team in the league at home in such a huge ballpark. But just really hard for me to trust him considering every time he hits that sixth inning, he seems to give up three runs. Zach Gowan back on the hill on Sunday for the Diamondbacks against the Braves. And he is literally the best pitcher in the world pitching at home this season. Let me just throw out some numbers here. Zach Gowan this year in his last 12 appearances at Chase Field, 10 and 1. Well, not this year, just over his last 12 appearances. 10 and 1 with a 0.68 ERA and 0.68 whip. He's the first pitcher to have 10 or more wins with an ERA and whip both under 0.70 over a span of 12 home appearances since Walter Johnson did it in 1917. That's how good he's been at home. Yeah, the internet internet was nowhere in sight back then. Um, I feel like the internet might be nowhere in sight by the time Zach Gellin allows a home run. (laughs) Siri was getting involved. I think I just, I think I, you know, they, they listen all these devices, but I don't think Zach Gallant's given up a home run yet at Chase Field. So, um, really good in a, in a, in a world where baseballs fly over the fence or it's really hard to score runs. Um, he's been awesome. He's been great. 
he's been a really a, a godsend to this podcast with first five under. So uh, long live Zach Gallen. Let's give out some best bets. But before we do that for Friday's games, let's uh, tell the people how they can save some money at pregame.com. Use promo code bullpen20. Uh, I feel like sleepy against trolling me here considering how much I've struggled with bullpen so far this season. But use use the promo code anyway, bullpen20. Good for 20% off. All listeners of MLB Podcast. Good for seven days from the podcast release. You can grab my picks, Scott's picks. Last weekend of soccer coming up, hopefully. Uh, I guess we have two weekends left because Champions League coming. But Scott's got plenty of hockey picks out there. Uh, A.J. Hoffman, another great handicapper at pregame, plus plenty of others. Um, go find a sport you're interested in, even if it's something that he, Scott and I don't cover. Um, they've got plenty on pregame.com, of course, with the NFL and college football starting up as well. I know that's a huge draw to the site. So use the promo code BULLPEN20. Save 20% off anything at the pregame.com website. For my best bet on this episode, I'm going to go back to the well. Uh, I've just seen so much from, from this guy this season, and that is Toronto Blue Jays starter Chris Bassett. He's currently a plus 121 underdog at Bet Online. Uh, so I'll give you the Jays plus 121. I feel like bullpen's good enough. Um, Lineup's better than than the Mets, and I feel like I trust Bassett to hang around Justin Verlander in his old stopping grounds. I'm going to go with the dog as well, and it's the Yankees. Give me the plus 125 on the Yankees in L.A. against the Dodgers. Again, getting Stanton and Donaldson back in that lineup strengthens the lineup. Yankees are playing good baseball right now, and uh, Judge and and Stanton should have some nice at-bats against the lefty in Kershaw. Yeah, it also feels like the Yankees are, are finally getting that bullpen into a little bit more of a stable position. Michael King hasn't worked in a couple days, and the day off on Thursday should put them in a really good position to give uh, as many innings as, as they need behind Severino if he deliver them a lead. Griffin, great stuff as always. Enjoy the weekend. Same to you. For Griffin Warner, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This has been RJ Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition. <laughs>